I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Goals. I am very, very happy that you're here and that you're making time for this episode. This is episode number 12 and today we are exploring certain concepts that can, I think, help you find healing and strength in ways that you may not have explored before. I haven't, so this episode was something of a, of a learning experience for me as well. Joy Duchet, my guest for this episode, is a holistic and spiritual life guide, transformative coach, and breathwork energy healer. She's this incredible human who created the Joyful Approach, which is a life system, and this is straight from her website. Uh, This approach combines the upgrading of practical daily disciplines around eating, sleeping, exercising, breathing, and thinking with deeper spiritual work addressing core values self-love, intentionality, and authenticity. And as I was saying that Joy Duchet is this amazing human being who has gone through a lot of pain in her life, a lot of loss, but she took all that pain and everything she learned from that period of her life and turned it into something truly beautiful. And that is really how the Joyful Approach was born. Now, what Joy does is uh, she works with people helping them heal past wounds or find happiness in their current life setup or just improve the quality of their life. And she does this by using certain practices like different meditation techniques, crystals, Reiki, sound healing, essential oils. Now, meditation is what helped me manage my anger issues, my anxiety. So I'm someone who has experienced firsthand the transformative power of meditation and mindfulness. But everything else that we covered during this episode was new to me. But the way Joy explained the process that begins with identifying or establishing the issue to doing consistent work with techniques that depend entirely on the individual, it's something worth exploring, especially if you have a lot of physical aches and pain, emotional trauma, or unresolved issues. I think these practices, they can be effective if you embrace them with an open mind and really commit to the process. But more importantly, they're very gentle in how they transform your body. I mean, I have seen people break down in meditation workshop, but despite how it might sound, they were always somewhat cleansing and liberating experiences. So let's dive into this episode and learn all about what Joy does and how she helps people using methods that are effective without being jarring or destructive to our body, mind, or energy. So let's get to it. Hi. Hi, Joy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so thrilled to see you because uh, I am super intrigued by everything that I've learned so far about you. I came across this interview of yours on Facebook and energy healing and breath work. That was something I've never actually explored the concepts in their entirety. I mean, I meditate and meditation has helped me a lot, but I've never actually explored those concepts. So I'm I'm definitely so very excited to connect with you. I'm so happy. And I'm, I was so looking forward to this. 
So thank you. I know having, you know, spent some time on your website, I know that you've had a, had quite a difficult journey up to this point. Uh, you know, it led to something wonderful, but the journey in itself wasn't very pleasant. So if you don't mind, I would love to know uh, how the joyful approach happened because the premise of joyful approach I think it's very wonderful. I know that the concepts of energy healing and breath work, they may not be very they're extraordinary concepts. They're, they're not pedestrian. They're not concepts that ordinary in ordinary life you come across. But despite that, mm-hmm. the joyful approach is for everyone. And it's all about self-love and you know, spiritual guidance and all that. So I would love to know more about that. Thank you so much. Yeah. So the journey up until uh, the the joyful approach was bo- uh, born and launched was really a very prom- probably the premise of my earlier life and where I was experiencing life, but I wasn't really in touch with my soul. It was like um, more of a linear journey, um, and I experienced lots of suffering through those years, even from my early childhood, and lost my father when I was fourteen. Father was not a very well man. Like he was ill for most of my childhood, and he was much older, so I didn't really have him in my life as a father figure. Then my brother, um, he, I lost my brother very tragically when I had just gotten married, and um, it really, it really broke me. Like it, you know, I studied after I researched heartbreak, and um, and it, and and heartbreak can actually kill. You know, it it can be uh, result in death. So. Um, what happened was that for nine years after my brother's death, I really suffered with so much grieving and loss and uh, repressed emotions. And it resulted in PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, severe anxiety, depression. Um, but I was just masking all of those feelings and try and not in touch with them and all that pain. And I didn't really have like outlets to heal or I didn't really, I went for talk therapy, you know, with a psycho- psychologist and, but I, I wasn't able to really heal that. And, and then at nine years after I lost my brother, I suffered an ischemic stroke. And so if we understand the metaphysical, the spiritual meaning of the heartbreak that I experienced, um, I have no doubt in my mind that there was a clot that was formed that went through that hole in my heart and uh, resulted in a, in a brain, ischemic brain uh, stroke. So that was when, that was the turning point for me because um, it took me a year to rehabilitate from that. And I sat in very, very dark moments of really seeking and, and you know, going inside through the very, very deep, dark emotions of rehabilitating my physical body and seeking the deeper meaning in my, my soul, in my heart. And that was when everything changed for me because I realized that the way I was living my life up until then was really very one dimensional. It was like not, you know, holistic in the way that the mind, the body and the spirit were all connected. And I was forced into this sedentary state of not moving my body because I was, you know, trying to heal and the doctors gave me those strict orders. But then I started to look at ways that I can heal the emotions because I knew that what wasn't being dealt with what were the emotions on the inside. And when I started to piece those two together, uh, that was when I started to awaken to this whole different way of living, of a holistic uh, approach. And I started to seek, it became like the most nourishing plethora of information of holistic lifestyle, of holistic wellness, of how I can treat 
not the uh, manifestation, the physical symptom, but how can I treat that what's going on on the inside? And so that's what I did. And it became something that became infectious for me, very contagious. I was just thirsty for all of that and learning more and more. And I, I took it so far that, um, you know, I, I wanted to learn everything about holistic living, but also spiritual living. And in that time, when I regained my physical mobility, I ran, I set out to run a marathon and the marathon was like the celebration. And that was only uh, just after a year after the onset of the stroke. Um, and it was the most extraordinary feeling of, you know, accomplishment, overcoming adversity. And I had, you know, for me running, I love to run in nature and I just have a very pure connection. And I now don't even listen to music or have a watch or anything because it's really the, the immerse. it's connecting with nature, the nature within me and outside and it's so it allows for so much vitality so there was this beautiful embarkment to a whole new it was like I was reborn again basically and yeah and the more that I just was learning I wanted to learn more and more and then I wanted to share that with the world I had this like great desire a vocation to give back and to help others and when I see someone sad or not that I want to fix them. I don't want to be the healer for them, but I want to offer the space so they can also feel this revitalized energy. And so many people call me an alchemist because we can wake up with an emotion and we can wake up with these circumstances. We can feel really, you know, uh, bad about things and that we have programs and but then we we're, we have the capability and we have the you know to actually shift that and to turn it around so from darkness to joy and that's really what the joyful approach is about it's like a whole set of tools and disciplines that are based from you know fundamentals of the holistic life and the spiritual life that when we put them into place all of a sudden we're living in alignment all of a sudden we're living in the flow all of a sudden everything's working out for us really and seriously, no matter what is going on in our life. Right. So, yeah. That's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me. I know that it can't possibly be very easy for you to repeat, you know, certain pieces of that journey, you know, but thank you for doing that. And I think it's truly extraordinary that you turned like the immensity of your pain. It's, it's beyond my comprehension, but the, the fact that you turned all of that into something so beautiful and that you are saving people from experiencing what you've experienced. I think that's amazing. And I'm so grateful that you're doing that. I appreciate you for it. Thank you so much. And uh, I know that you've chosen like a lot of um, methods to do that. Like from your website, I've learned that you do uh, breath work. You do you, you spiritually guide people and you also work with uh, Reiki and crystals and all that. As I told you that I have explored meditation, but I am yeah. I'm I don't <laughs> quite understand all of like you wear a lot of hats. So I would yeah. love to know um, exactly what is key to recovery from pain, recovery from sorrow, uh, which methods you use, and how the process works. Okay, beautiful. And I really, you know, it is true. I wear a lot of hats. I have, you know, modalities that I work with. 
But I would say that the first thing that I think is the most important ingredient that I show up with when I see a client, anybody that comes to me, the most important thing out of anything is to have presence. You know, right. you, you need presence. We need to uh, offer the space where we're meeting somebody and we, we offer them our presence. That's the first thing. And then we have, uh, you know, compassion and empathy and the space with a loving, safe place where someone can really feel that they can share what's going on in their life. And so those are like the ingredients that are always the first fundamentals for me. But then um, we and, and then we will always explore what's going on in their life, what's most present and through thought provoking intuitive questions that I can feel are most important. That's how I explore with them. And we discover what's going on and what we need to really work on. But the vehicle that is the most potent through all of the work is the breath. And the breath is the game changer. The breath is what really, first of all, quiets all of the noise in the brain, the controlling mind. And, you know, it takes us back to the present moment because many, many times when we're experiencing uh, anxiety or we're feeling sad. Either we're sad about something in the past or we're anxious about what, you know, the future is going to be and the uncertainty. And so what we want to do is we want to always come back to the present moment and through mindful breathing. That's one technique. But then there is breath work, which is the alchemical breath work that is an active way of breathing. And what it does is it, it's a three-part breath that I facilitate with and it's circular. It's, an, it's like you're exercising with your breath. Like you're going to a, almost like a cardio class, but through the breath. So it's, uh, it's more rapid. And what it does is it bypasses our conscious mind. It allows us to release the conscious mind and get into all of uh, the stored energy in the body it helps us pull that all up. It's like the constipated emotions, the constipated stored energy and stagnant energy right. that hide in our body. And when we can move that, what happens is that we really uh, release so many layers of whether it's trauma, limiting beliefs, uh, old behaviors, things that we're really, that are uh, residing in there that holds us back from living with love and, and freedom and compassion. Uh, we can also experience like an endorphin release. We can have like a dopamine release, a heart opening, okay. because we're breathing from the belly, the lower chakras, okay. and the high chest, the heart chakra, and then exhaling through the mouth. And it's all through the mouth. So what we're doing is we're actually opening up the heart and we're moving lots of energy and you can feel lots of sensations in the body. You can actually uh, experience altered states of consciousness all through the breath. So many people are using like plant medicine to do these type of, to get these results when we can do, we can actually access those states if we can release the conscious mind and uh, utilize that type of breathing. Um, and then I have other allies. I call them my allies, like my crystals, um, and essential oils that I work with. I'm also a mystic, so I am receiving lots of downloads and uh, a, a connection with source. It's, a, it's. I feel like I'm a direct channel where I get the messages for my, my whoever is you know I'm working with clients. Uh, sometimes it comes through the evening or whenever, but uh, but yeah, I do. I it's a lot of intuitive work with um, you know the mystic. And a little bit of shamanism too, because I mean, 
primarily, I don't like to give myself the titles of the shamanist, but I, I'm working with nature, as I said, and the elements, and I'm bridging the physical world with the spiritual world through working through nature for healing as well. That's very interesting, very intriguing, because, uh, you know, when you, you simply breathe in and out, you take deep breaths, just that very simple process alters your state. So then you attach all of this intention to it and you attach all of these extra layers to it. I can only imagine what that does to a person's body and mind. I'm sure the healing is immense. And you said that, you know, you begin the process by understanding what is going on in that present moment, in that person's life. Is that done through talk therapy? Is that done through uh, maybe you you ask the person to walk through their childhood or past traumas? Is that something that you do? So what what, what will happen is, and I, I, yeah, I draw from lots of different themes of, of work. Almost always there is inner child work to be done. Um, so when someone is telling me that there is a wound that keeps coming up, it's a pattern, it's a trigger, and we can, um, you know, kind of dissect that, then we know, we'll find out that at some point in their early childhood, they were missing, you know, this certain love, or there was a wound around, around, let's say, being abandoned or neglected. And then we're going to work on healing the inner child, because that will always keep coming up if we don't deal with the inner child. So through the thought provoking questions, through the, you know, I'll ask them about a theme that really comes up often, then we're gonna start to go into inner child. I have them going into their body, connecting, you know, somatically, getting inside their body and seeing where that comes through. And that's a real, uh, very transformative healing too, is when we can move stuff from the body and I take them on these like vision quests as well, uh, visual yeah, journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are the most beautiful when they go back to uh, connecting with their inner child on these vision journeys. So, so, so beautiful. <laughs> That's everything, <laughs> everything you shared. It's all very, very interesting. <laughs> so when you uh, say that you use essential oils, you use crystals, is there like a process that's, that, that is just common to everyone that you use for everyone or it, does the well, process vary? It's varying for each person because everything is intuitive. So for example, I just had a session with one, one person mm-hmm. uh, and she's dealing with, um, you know, she's releasing a lot of sadness of like the older version of herself. She's, she's mourning um, who she was and now she's ascending into you know, a more evolved version, but through that, there's like the mourning of that version of herself. And so with her, um, her session was completely different than someone else's would be because she's needing to work a lot with her heart. So I'm going to use crystals that are, you know, healing the heart space. Um, with someone that I worked with yesterday, she's taking on a lot of negative energy from people in her workspace, for example. So we're working with completely different crystals for her in those sessions. And, you know, everybody has different themes. And that's why it's very important for me to choose intuitively what each person needs Mm. for each one. The Joyful Approach Integrative Life System, the 12 components, there are so many um, lessons in that, in the, you know, integrative life system so that they learn these tools. They're spiritual tools they are fundamentals from a holistic lifestyle that 
my um, my clients are very much aware of and the techniques okay. that they do. They most most of them have a journaling practice. They have their daily practice of breathing. So those are like the staples, but yet everybody has like different, uh, right. a different, you know, there's a template, but then they have a different design. Okay. That's so everyone gets like a treatment plan that's just for them and that targets their unique issues. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But when you take on a client, do you ever mm-hmm. like uh, expect there to be certain habits that the person already has in place? Or do you ask them like, uh, maybe you, you want this person to be more conscious of uh, self-care habits or have like a daily routine that's, uh, that's healthy? Or are your programs open for everyone? But once they're in the program, are there habits you expect them to take on? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I become a little bit more, I want to say a little more strict. Because okay. what I always say is that, you know, everybody, they come for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And we all, we all have stuff in life. Right. Um, and we all have a different spectrum of where we're at, right? But, you know, if you want to see results, it's not only just coming to see me for a session. It's what you do in real time, in real life, you know? And mm-hmm. if you're not going to participate, if you're not going to have some sort of practice or routine or you know something that you're contributing and doing your own work and taking responsibility and you know it you're not going to see the results that you want to see and so i it's you know it's very very important that you have the commitment to do some of the work on your own in real life in real time okay it's amazing that the 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 treatment plan that you give to your clients they're all uniquely designed for them and then you also give them these instructions that they can apply to their own life that's uh there's this continuous process that's taking place for their healing. But do you uh, restrict these programs for a certain category of people? Like, are there certain issues that you target and certain issues that you don't work with? Is there any such restriction? Or is, are these programs open for everyone? Oh, no, it's for, it's open for everyone. I, okay. I see every individual as, you know, we're all one. I believe so much right. that we're all one and we don't right. I never judge, you know, someone's level of spirituality, someone's mm-hmm. level of you know, evolution. And I love, I love to meet all different people from all over, no matter where they're at and, you know, just do my best to um, help them and, you know, make it approachable for them too. I'll I'll never, you know, somebody's never meditated a day in their life. I'm not going to say, go and meditate for 45 minutes. You know, I'm just not going to do that. So we have to give them, you know, go at their pace too. Okay, wonderful. You know, I have read that a lot of uh, like Lewis Hayes, uh, You Can Heal Your Life, that talks about how there are certain physical ailments that often have a emotional reason for their presence. Like if you have you constant backache or you, you've got arthritis or joint pains and it is there's more going on there than your doctor may be able to explain to you. So even if somebody is going through physical ailments, your programs are suitable for them as well. I love that you just brought out brought up Louise Hayes because um, I have a, a membership and every week I create different lesson plans for each person, for uh, the members of the, the Joyful Approach Integrative Life System membership. And every week they get uh, a lesson where they download it and they, there's a lot of exercises and journaling that they get to do, but then there's also an active meditation or a breath work as well, an audio or um, 
a video as well. And this week was all about the the stuck moving stuck emotions. And I have also printed out the Louise Hayes symptom list. So it's just so funny that 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 came up just now because that's so prevalent and has helped me tremendously too. You know, when I had severe lower back pain, I knew that my I knew it, it couldn't have just been like that it was resulted from running. I knew that it had, there was, there had to be something more. And that was like um, having a lot of second chakra issues, which is sacral. And that's, that's a big theme that many people suffer with. So, yeah. Okay. I'm glad that you talked about the membership because I know you have the mentorship and I know you have the membership. These are your two key programs, I think. Can you talk a little bit about them? Okay. So the, the membership is, uh, the, the e- I think it's the easiest way to access my work because, I mean, you can definitely book an alchemy session with me virtual from wherever you are in the world. Okay. Um, and that's like a one-on-one session where we're going to do what I told you before. I'm going to give you the, the one-on-one where we're going to right. you know explore what's going on in your life, therapeutic, intuitive talk. We're going to, you know, I'm always giving people... Uh, a list of, of tools to take home with them and to practice in their own time. Then they get into the breath work and then I do the sound healing as well for restorative healing. I didn't, I forgot to mention that. You so, can't say I, sound healing and then just move on. <laughs> so I'd love to know what that's about. So the sound healing is incredible. What we're doing is we're harmonizing the physical physiological body with new vibrations these, these crystal bowls and the, the gong that I use, uh, some other instruments, it's creating the sound symphony that we start to uh, vibrate with in our, in our body because they have like the elements of water and water moves through us. And so it starts to move our emotion. And when you're after the breath work and you're lying there with this like eye pillow and all of a sudden these waves and these new vibrations are moving through you with these sounds they're just creating this amazing force of restorative yin energy for restorative healing so that that's how i always finish a session no matter what and i also hold sangha you know what sangha is it's the community gathering ah okay so so i have like tomorrow night i have a of a sangha here where a few people come over anywhere up to like 20 people um, and we're doing it in a, in a circle and we're sharing together and then we get, we do the healing together and that's how we do it. So that's again, <laughs> amazing and intriguing. And I definitely want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I think these are, these concepts, you can read about them. You can maybe like from this episode, you can learn about them, but I think you need to experience them to really understand what they can do for you. That's amazing. Exactly. It's an immersion where you really get to experience a deeper experience of yourself. That's pretty much what all of this work is. It's I'm offering this space for an immersion for you to literally experience a deeper experience of yourself through these, these healing sessions. And so with the membership, what I wanted to do was I wanted to create something where everybody around the world can Mm -hmm. be a part of this. And it wouldn't be expensive. It's uh, it's very reasonable for the amount that you get. Mm-hmm. And why it's so important is because you get a new theme, a new lesson that is drawn from the joyful approach intuitive life system. Whether it's one of the six, one of the twelve fundamentals. The twelve fundamentals, really quick, are how we eat, sleep, breathe, 
think about our life purpose, how okay. we move, how we nourish and, you know, fuel our body with, with healthy nourishment, and then how we live intentionally. We set intentions every okay. day okay. or, you know, bigger intentions, how we have a daily practice, how we are um, creating core values that are important to each and every one of us self-love and living authentically and then there's there's just different themes that i bring in as well like how to how to get rid of negative energy how to live in a high how to live in a higher vibration you know these are all the themes and the lessons that they get on a weekly basis okay okay and they also get with that an audio of a meditation so they're going to do the lesson and then there's a complimentary audio that's going to allow you to now have the experience what i was saying before where you're actually you know in an immersion in your own time in your home and you're okay. doing the meditation so that it starts to really integrate and synthesize right okay does that so make sense yes what happens with the membership is that you become a member of this community and then yeah. you start working on your issues uh, in a very intentional way over a period of time, right? Yeah, and, and you get to do it in your own time. And okay, the idea behind it is for you to practice it like throughout mm -hmm. the week. So mm -hmm. if I gave you um, the, the the lesson was on core values, how to establish your core values, um, I really guide you step-by-step. Step. With that one, there was mm -hmm. a video step-by-step step, and then the, the lesson and the, the journaling exercise. And then there is a meditation for you to practice every day of the week, you know, mm -hmm. for a few minutes. But then next week we move on to another theme. You understand? Okay. So now okay. you're already right. like you're really starting to right. sink in and starting mm -hmm. to really permeate because you're understanding it, but you're also really activating it too. Okay. So yeah, it's like a whole process that you walk everyone through and giving it on a weekly basis giving key lessons and making them do the work on a weekly basis i think that that would uh, simplify the process for them because as i said these processes are very involved and you really need to help people through them so that's very uh, that's fascinating and you are involved throughout the process right yeah i'm involved i'm doing i'm creating everything and i i just really tune into what I think is most important, especially uh, with the energy of the world, what's going on. Right. So I know, yes. for example, many people have very stuck energy right now. With, and so th this, I felt this was very important for this week. You know, I could have talked about something else, but I thought this mm -hmm. was really important. And I actually gave them the breath work audio this week where they're really doing the active one Right. for about 13 minutes so it's like helping them to get moving and it's very transformative so that's the membership right okay and then there was the mentorship which i i just completed the six months that started in march mm -hmm. it was like right at the start of covid and those people that i worked with for the mentorship they were eight women that most of them were my clients that were wanting to learn from me Okay. So they, their their mission in life is to do something. They have a life purpose of helping people too in some way or some form that it's aligned with something holistic or spiritual. And we would meet uh, twice a month at least. Okay. It was it was pretty intensive, but it was also the most beautiful 
experience where they became a soul family. They connected also. I had them partnering with each other okay. uh, and I would rotate the partnership so that they all form these amazing friendships. So I'm really like a family in a way. The main focus for me was really the spiritual practices with being a leader, conscious leadership mm-hmm. uh, that I feel is so necessary. And many people miss that. They, right. they don't realize the importance of having an integrity when you're creating a business, integrity mm-hmm. um, and, and conscious leadership. And so I had them do a lot of like spiritual work as well. Okay. And I pushed them very hard because, you know, I give them scenarios. What, what I see from my own business, from my own work mm-hmm. that you run into and, you know, you don't want to, you want to be prepared. <laughs> Okay. We need to be prepared. right. Yes. So I'm yeah. getting a clearer idea. So the membership is for people who are looking for healing, while the mentorship is more for people who are looking to learn these techniques from you. Okay. Yeah, they're looking mentors that um, want to learn from me, that want to create eventually something of their own. So for, for the membership, doing it on a, in a in a virtual way, like doing it from wherever, whatever part of yeah. world you're in, would that take away from the experience or no? Not at all. You can be anywhere in the world. Like I have people that are in California, that have people all, you know, all over uh, Atlanta. Um, and they are just, you know, doing it at their own pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we haven't met for the, you know, the big summit yet, like the one that the webinar that we will, will have um, when we have enough people to really come together for a big meeting, like a, just a, right. you know, with where I can answer their questions and we can all get to know each other, but that's pretty much, um, in the plan too, with the membership. Okay. Okay. So in-person sessions will also happen eventually. Yeah. We'll be able to get in touch with you and do these sessions in person. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great. I think I'm so uh, full of information right now, but I had this one um, curiosity, um, or I just wanted to know this, that when you started healing your own uh, sorrow, your own wounds, what was key to your own recovery? I mean, out of all of these techniques, which one worked for you most effectively? Thank you. It's a great question. And I would say that the breath work was the one that really was you know, it was why I felt that I needed to do this. I needed to share this with the world because I had the most profound experience the first time. Okay. And I, it was where I felt for the first time I really was healing the, the, the death of my brother um, after 20 years. It was 20 years after he died. And through that experience, that was really the time that I said, oh my God, this is something that is life-changing. And so I was doing it for about a year after um, weekly. And then I just was so devoted to sharing it with the world that I um, went to California um, to do all my trainings with my teacher, David Elliott. So, yeah. Okay. Again, I'm very sorry that you had to go through that experience. Uh, But yes, again, I appreciate the the fact that you learned through all of that and that you're now sharing this with the world. Um, Are there any other resources that you recommend to people for them to? Because as I said, you know, speaking from a very honest place, uh, I, I meditate as I've already shared with you and I meditation has worked so much for me, but I've not gone beyond that level yet. 
for me, emotional healing has been all about talking and working through my past issues, journaling. Yes, journaling has definitely been key. I pray, but that's more about my faith than anything else. So all of this is very intriguing, but I think it intrigues me because I, I have experienced the, the healing or the transformation that takes place when you start meditating and you immerse yourself in that experience. So I can only imagine what would happen when you go so deep into breath work and energy healing and all that. But maybe someone who is who hasn't experienced any of it yet may be somewhat skeptical about them. There's something that you would recommend to them to just get them started on this journey so that they can also someday open up their minds and hopefully experience all of this that you've made so easily accessible to everyone in the world. Yeah, I think being that you you said that you do already meditate, I really do feel like meditation is the number one way to get started. You know, first of all, before anything is to be aware, just to have an awareness of yourself, like to have an awareness of what's going on. So that's like taking a pause. I would say the first step is pause. Then you take awareness, awareness of what's going on. Just listen, you know, quiet the noise and try to just get out of the the hamster wheel, the going and doing, and just for one moment, listen, listen what's going on and have awareness. And then I would say, take a breath, (laughs) take a breath, you know, take a deep breath and then take another deep breath. You know, because meditation got such a a, a rap, like it's intimidating. It's like people think that they have to have a master, they have to master meditation if if they want to, you know, but that's not really it. It's just sitting and taking, you know, nice full breaths and quieting the mind as much as you can. And what I loved, and I smile so much when you said you pray, because for me, it's, it's really the connection with source. It's, it's whoever your God is, whoever you know, is there's nothing in the world and that connection. And that's really what saved me too, is the, when I finally got in touch with, with source and I had, and it developed and cultivated that beautiful connection. And I find that for me, um, the next thing that I want to share that I think is the most important too, is getting out to nature and just witnessing nature and it's in its most pure form and just take away all of the digital, put your silence, your phones and, and go and listen, listen to the sounds of nature and be in it and immerse yourself and realize that we are one with all things we are. And, you know, and that's the beautiful realization. That's the beautiful homecoming. That's where home really is, you know? Yeah, beautifully put. So if someone can just experience the wonders of nature, meditation, just bring a little bit more mindfulness to their present moment, you can then step up that process for them. That would, yeah, that was beautifully put. Thank you so much for that. And like we talked about Louise's book, um, are there any other, because I I know you have a podcast and your website in itself, it's a wonderful resource, but any other resources that you recommend to get them started on maybe exploring these, uh, these processes? Yeah. The first one that just, that comes to me right now is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It's like the fundamental foundation of the power of now, like just being here now in this Mm -hmm. present moment. That's an amazing starter. Like I would say um, that one, The Untethered Soul, uh, is okay. another one. Those, yeah, there, I mean, there's so many that are my sacred favorites and the works of Caroline Mace. Um, 
anatomy of the spirit is one that I, I, you know, it's just amazing and sacred contracts. And, you know, so there, I know I could go on forever, begin with the power of now and begin with uh, the untethered soul. Those are the two that I would say are fundamental, beautiful spiritual readings. That's perfect. And I would recommend to my listeners your podcast, because that's also, I think, a great, great resource. Once people get started, I'm sure they'll find what they're looking for, um, you know, in your programs. But apart from all of this, is there any, like, is there one advice you would give to people, people with their busy, busy life, if there's something they can do to maybe improve the quality of their life? Absolutely. It's such a beautiful question. And I love to give this advice, because this was a big game changer for me. Mm-hmm. assess your calendar and assess your schedule and start to prioritize what's the most important. And, you know, maybe you can even like number, like look at what your day looks like and you can list it. And right. um, if there's 20 things on the list and you can start to prioritize them in order, then maybe the last three things that are not as important, just take them off, take them off the list. This is a time in, in our world, on our planet, where we need to start uh, inviting in more of the yin energy, the feminine energy, the, ener- the feminine energy, not as a female, but is, is more in the, the being mm-hmm. rather than doing, okay? And the more that we can be, the more that we can create that space, the more that we can restore, the more that we can come back to loving ourselves and accepting ourselves. And mm-hmm. Uh, experience more joy and we make space what we're doing is we're making space to work with the universe if everything in our life is so cluttered and scheduled there's no room you know there's no room for all these new blessings that we want to call in so that was joy Duchesne. and if you want to know more about the membership program or the techniques she works with go explore her website thejoyfulapproach.com And I'll also recommend listening to Joy's podcast. If you want to explore the resources that have been mentioned during the episode, just go to my website, redefinenarrative.com, search for the podcast episode, and there should be a list of resources and links for you to explore. Now, if you found today's episode useful, I'll appreciate it if you'll please rate and review the show on iTunes or share it on Instagram. It will help others find the information should they need it. Remember to tag me at mehra underscore krati so that I can thank you for your time. And if there is any particular concern or issue that you would like for me to cover on this show, reach out to me on Insta or use the contact page on my blog. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week. Till then, please take care of yourself.